episode of the UU Haka Show. This is Patrick, Hannah, Megan, Sarah, Joe. Last time, we started at the Dark Tournament strong with round one Team Urameshi versus Team Rikuyukai. Rikuyukai, thank you. Today, we'll get straight into episode 33 through 36, aka round two Team Urameshi versus Team Ichigaki's team. You better get ready, son. So uh, we'll start with episode 33. Uh, in the U.S. called A Day in Waiting. In Japan, Clash. The best eight are decided. Uh, you know, in this episode, Yusuke realizes that he cannot use his spirit gun after encountering a member of the spirit warriors in a forest who is shortly killed by the leader of their team thereafter. He endures the pain of a paralyzed right arm near the shore, uh, seashore after having used the dangerous techniques from before. Upon returning to the stadium, Yusuke and Kuwabara watch as the younger Tagoro effortlessly defeats the entire spirit warrior team by himself of which the leader of the team had been acquainted by Yusuke earlier in the forest. Man, it's all about performance issues in this show. Yusuke can't shoot his gun off. <laughs> I, I thought about I definitely he thought about had, him while watching it. I was he like, shoot oh. the right arm. It's like, jeez. <laughs> Ooh, some unhappy ladies in this cool, world. Cool, just made his sword get long for like pretty much his whole fight. <laughs> hey, he's 14, Sarah. <laughs> Excuse me. He's not eternal, unlike other people in the team. Exactly. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a really interesting episode, especially the the beginning part with that that whole uh, encounter with I think it was Topaz and the uh, rugby guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my name is literally Rugby. I like loved how he was gonna kill Yusuke by throwing a football at him. <laughs> hey, come on! It's Legit. a spirit energy football. It's it's that really follows his Reikai. Yeah, it's really important. Also, like, can we talk about how the dude is like S and M Skeletor? Oh, yeah. Because he ba- he's S and M. Fist of the North Star Skeletor. It's my favorite pants. Yeah, it's my favorite uh, fan fiction. And we also get one more black character. Is he? Because, like, I think the other guy was, like, demonstrably definitely black. This dude, I'm just like, is he just, like, a dark-skinned demon of no discernible human ethnicity? (laughs) Well, he dies anyway, so really... He's the Mr. Popo of our times. Oh, Oh, God. Nothing is as bad as Mr. Popo. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think uh, one of the things that it shows up is the first one with Dr. Ichikagi's team fighting a bull or something. Oh, yeah, he was fighting the, the Minotaur. Giant, the Minotaur. I like how it was tactically censoring like, his lower half, if you notice that. Uh, oh, yeah, but how it's in shadow. So it's like, yeah. well, we could draw a dong, or we could just not. <laughs> it just tactically censors, like... Also, right when that dude shows up, he kicks another guy out of the way who's wearing a singlet. That dude has the biggest bulge on the planet. So, like, the, the guy in the singlet. Yeah. And I was just like, no, because I was waiting for the Minotaur thing. I'm like, oh, I wonder how they edited that. I was like, maybe Koto's face is in the way yeah. or something. But At then, all times. But so, like... I already had crotch on my mind, and I see the dude in the singlet, and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Man, let's... Give them both loincloths. Just... I don't know. Me, my mom actually censored it. I didn't even realize it was just shadows. This episode's all about the dick. Yeah, what is with what is with the phallic object in Yu Yu Hakusho? I mean, or at least the phallic imagery. I, isn't I don't. That, isn't that Freudian? It's what you see or whatever. Yeah, and maybe. They don't mean it. It's what you, it's your. It's like it's on you guys, not us. We're we're the fine people. It's you guys that are the pervs. 
Like how you say you guys when you're one of the ones who brought it up. <laughs> no, I was saying in terms of the, oh, the, how they the writer, that's what he's saying to us. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not you guys, it's not us, it's you guys. But that's how, like, porn producers feel, too. <laughs> We're like, making art. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are taking it too far. This is a complex story about a delivery man who will be paid in alternate ways. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> oh my gosh, but... <laughs> Moving on, I thought um, with the rugby fight, I think one of the interesting things that that uh, the masked fighter almost said Genkai. I don't know why I said that for. But, and well, Freudian's look. Definitely. Yeah, a, lot a lot of Freud in this episode. I guess Freud's boys going on over here. Uh, Freud's boys. Oh my god, that's that's a mega sixty four thing. Anyways, that's not uh, getting old fast, dude. I don't I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, Freaking, this is definitely not Genkai. They have pink hair. It's they have a different we, voice. We pink pink hair. What are you talking about? It only has well, a voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's okay. another episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's another voice. Freudian slip. <laughs> yes. There's just a lot of slipping going on in this episode. Yeah, but, like, what my favorite part of, like, this whole, like, you hear Genk, or not Genkai, Mass Fighter's voice. Anti-Genkai. Anti-Genkai. Is that, like, everyone was like, oh, shit, I thought it was Genkai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how even Yusuke, who brought the person, is like, I legit thought it was Genkai. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is that? I don't know. I thought it was Genkai. You think they talk on the trip or something? I also like how no one treats this as a big enough deal to be like, guys, we need to find a replacement. Yeah. They're just like, well, they've been pulling their weight, so fuck whatever their motivations are. I guess they can do it. We trust them. We trust them. What could possibly go wrong? This is like an obscure shot in the dark, but have you guys ever heard of the movie uh, The Perfect Stranger? I can't It's a Sinbad movie from the 90s. Why? Where he pretends to be someone's old college friend because apparently no one can tell black people apart. And oh then, God. like, the guy just pretends to be, like, Sinbad pretends to be, like, an executive for some company or, like, a doctor or something. And then only, like, three-fourths of the way through the movie do they realize, this guy's a con artist. <laughs> but, like, they're like, we've already grown so close with him. And, like, he goes on to replace the other dude. Wow. It's a really weird movie. I feel this kind of just happened. They're like, they have the qualifications whether or not they're who we thought they were. The 2000s so was... had a lot of those movies, though. Like, White Chicks is kind of that movie, effectively, where they're like... <laughs> <And> Big Mama. <laughs> Big Mama. Big Mama. Like, just impersonating someone else through very crass and not super obvious means. That reminds me. I had to rewatch that movie. I haven't watched that in so long. Oh, I, Big Mama? Big Mama, I've yeah. never seen it. I don't want to see it. It's so good. Is Big it? Mama's House, it's, it's good in a way. Is Big it? Mama's House 2 is what I like to watch. Is it Big Mama's House or just Big Mama? I can't remember. No, Big Mama's, Big Mama's House. House. Yeah. I got you. That was uh, with Lawrence. Yeah. Was it? Martin Lawrence, Martin right? Martin Lawrence. Martin. I was really hoping you were going to slip up and say Lawrence Fishburne. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Morpheus was here. Oh, By the way, it was in the color purple. I found that out. Yeah, he was also in uh, uh what was that movie? The uh, uh the TV show in the the early seventies. Uh, Are you thinking of Pee Wee's Playhouse? No, no, not not that it was the other. Lawrence one Fishburne that. was in that too. It was well, the, as a child. It was no, the, Lawrence Fishburne was in Pee Wee's Playhouse as Cowboy Curtis. He's like ten years older than people think he is. Oh no, sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking of uh, um, uh, the the guy from Star Trek. What's his name? Uh, oh, LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar Burton. He yeah. was in the, uh, was that, was that, uh, the Roots? Roots. That's oh, it. yeah. I was thinking oh, Roots. Can we talk about how this episode has turned into a longer discussion of black cinema than it has you Speaking Octo? of black cinema, though, uh, as growing up, I only watched BET. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> I had no idea what BET stood for until I got older. Ah. I just was like, oh, it's the hip hop channel. <laughs> 
Because I watched the music videos in the morning. I was like eight or nine, I think. There's going to be a lot of cuts to this, isn't there? No, this yeah, is going in the episode. Nothing nothing terrible has been said. It's just more like, I'm just surprised at this entire conversation. <laughs> but uh, let's... Uh, direction. <laughs> All right, slumber party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> slumber party. So I thought that was a really cute scene with the... Uh, all three, all three of the female characters. With the gals. Yeah. The gals. Is Kiko drinking apple juice here? I forget. Yeah, she yeah. had thrown apple. Even the Japanese thing is like, I'm too, I'm too young to drink. So, <laughs> had the sister and uh, and Botan drinking. Just chugging beers. Yeah. Good <laughs> question: Can Botan get drunk? Email us at, at uh, the Yuhawk Show at gmail dot com. <laughs> Doesn't she have technically like a human body? I think that's more clarified in the manga than it is in the anime. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I think. I think um, can she have babies? Because she can get hurt and she can bleed. So I think it's this a vessel. Is... Pretty sure she's um, in a vessel. Like here's this meat botan. Go watch the boys. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the ultimate title for the series. Yeah. Wait, what? Here's this meat botan. Watch the boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be the episode name now. Oh God, that's gonna be the. Episode name. <laughs> but can we just? I, I won't elaborate on it. But Megan really asked the important questions. But <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that. I don't know if the mic picked that up. I, I bet it did. Oh no, it did. <laughs> <laughs> they might have to turn the volume up a couple seconds ago. But uh, yeah, so like during this little slumber party, they kind of have a bit of a heart to heart where Keiko talks about like sort of feeling sad that she's getting in the way of Yusuke enjoying his life. Which is, like, an interesting, like, angle. Like, the idea of, like, oh, he seems more at home here than he does, like, with me or with anyone, like, back, like, in the normal world. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's interesting because it kind of presents this angle that, like, the series will kind of take more seriously going forward. But, like, I didn't even realize that they, like, are establishing right now, like, he seems more at home in the danger than, like, in the regular world. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a really interesting concept. Yeah. On a lighter note, uh, Photon rolls her bangs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know the secret. She, I like how they even had little rolls for her curly hair. Like the, She has a big ponytail, and then she has like the two strands of hair that curl a little. They had little rollers for her like little end hair, too. <laughs> no, I think what's cool about Yohaga Show in general, in comparison to some other like cartoons and anime... Like, they have different outfits. It's like, you know, they're actual people that don't wear the same outfit from the closet every single day. Oh, uh, you mean Doug Funny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Doug Funny. So I always thought that was, a, that was like, a nice little detail. Yeah. Especially Botan. Again, mm-hmm. Botan has the best fashion. Well, she's yeah. lit. She's kind of, like, in the category of... I think there are characters in a lot of anime who are, like, the one character who, like, changes outfits constantly. Yeah. But, like, in Yuhak Show, they actually make some of the other characters do it more often. Yeah. Reminds me of the, uh, uh, Shao... Shallon Showdown. Oh, yeah. Showdown with the, the one it. character that, like, changes... Uh, right? Yeah, she, like, changes her... Like, every <laughs> every time they're, like, in fighting mode, she, like, changes to some really drastic costume outfit. <laughs> Nice. I always thought that was interesting. Everyone else is always the same. Man, a shit like this that makes me remember, like, oh yeah, I'm older than you guys. Shadow Showdown. That came out in 2002? Directed at kids? Right. Yes. It was on on Nickel. Was it on Cartoon Network or Nickel? I think it was Cartoon Network or WB. I think it was Kids WB. Yeah, I was definitely not watching that at that time. (laughs) I got you. Because I I could have seen on Cartoon Network at one point. But but anyways. No worries. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Uh... Basically, go after the slumber party. It goes back to the ring where the uh, the announce the referee Koto is announcing the teams that are left, which is of course uh, Yurameshi, Doctor Ichigaki's team, 
Gokai 6. Uh, these, these uh, it's Urotogi. Urotogi. Which means, like, reverse fairy tales. Gorenija. Gorenja. Gorenja. Because... <laughs> and Kido... <laughs> Kido Sentai. So the funny thing about Gorenja is actually, uh, that one is, the, the back half of it, Renja, is actually supposed to be Renja, because those yeah. guys are a Sentai squad. Wait, wait, so what, what, so what about the one after that? It's like Sentai, Keto uh, Sentai. Is that just... What? I forget what the theme of their Keto team is. Team? Do you guys remember what the Keto Sentai team is? Because I have a feeling... Are they the magic ones who get fucking murdered? I'll Google it real quick. Because I thought Sentai, wouldn't they be the Sentai team? Uh, well, I mean... both. I know Sentai is If you watch like a bunch of Super Sentai shows, they yeah. either use Sentai in their title or Ranja, yeah. depending on like which series it is. Oh, Go Ranja. Oh, yeah. I see. Ranja. Oh, yeah. That's clever. I like that. They're, I think they're the... I don't know. I can't remember this team. Yeah, when you actually see uh, the Go Ranja team like, uh, shown... Like, they actually are color-coordinated and refer to each other as yellow, like, yellow, blue, and, yeah. like, their colors. But in the English version, like, the joke is either lost on purpose or, like, was just lost because they didn't realize it. So they keep on pronouncing the name as Gorenja as opposed to, like, Gorenja. Um. But are, are they as cool as uh, Ginyu Toto Sentai? Uh, no. Uh, I would say that the, the theming for them is a bit looser. They don't act like a Sentai squad. They just gotcha. are one. They just are. Gotcha. So, uh, Toguro steps up to then fight the, uh, spirit warriors, uh, and, you know, does them the honor, quote-unquote, of fighting them at 45% of his strength, which, you know, may have been a bit much. He could <laughs> just, like, add, like, 5% more to make it, like, an even 50. <laughs> he, he likes to mess with people's OCD. <laughs> he, just, like, he just, like, wrecks everybody. It's like a slaughtering ground. Doesn't his percentages get really arbitrary, too, sometimes? It's like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, his percentage at this point is still, it's not arbitrary, but later it just gets like, you just are making shit up. <laughs> You're just throwing around numbers, Stop It's very it. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it's like, oh, oh I went God, over, God. yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I have to say that when he took that axe, though, he took that like a champ. He, like, it, 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 it like went to his body, it like, just stops, like, futum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, like, like a little rubber band, it's kind of gross. <laughs> Yeah, in the uh, in the Spanish version, the the guy says "es imposible, es puro musculo," and I was just like, "Did you just say it's pure muscle? That's your reaction to seeing a guy not get chopped in half? It's pretty amazing. It's probably com- that's a common thing, right? Just pure muscle. It just doesn't nothing happens. I mean, that was an idea that a lot of uh, you know samurai had at the end of the uh, you know shogunate period, and when they started fighting guns, it didn't work out very well. Well, they can't oh, absorb you're guns. Muscular enough would be armor. Well, yeah, and also like during the Chinese boxer rebellion, they're like, if I put myself in enough tattoos and do enough iron shirt kung fu, you can't fucking shoot me. <laughs> they were also wrong. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so this was a widespread thing back in the day. Another point to the west. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, gunpowder being from the east, but yes, you get the idea. <laughs> So, uh, I guess, like, in our new format that we're kind of trying out right now, in addition to talking a little bit about the plot, we'll sort of break down some of the characters. Uh, as mentioned, mm-hmm. they, uh, we watched Tagoro fight the Spirit Warriors team, and we're going to discuss a little bit about these guys who we only saw for a brief period, because they're a, fucking dead. But a great brief period indeed. So, we got, a por- of course, the, the most important one, Topaz. Is that really what his name was? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was in, because, yeah. like, it's a two different names on there when it was in the Japanese but essentially, just the leader, he uh, basically killed the sixth member. I guess we'll just do a two for one, which was Rugby, who was. Rip Rugby. <laughs> who literally was gonna fight. Just He's like, I'm gonna show off now and beat you. And he was like, LOL, no, and just killed him. 
hit him. Uh, did he hit him with like, the blunt side of the axe, but he still killed him or something? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Because yeah, I looked like it was I the read... blunt side. Okay. I thought he just like stuck the. Yeah, I thought the whole axe was stuck into him. Oh, I must I must have just looked at that wrong then no, looked away for a uh, second. Basically, as rugby was going to attack Yusuke with the football, which really <laughs> makes me laugh, um, he falls over and you see this axe like stuck in his back in like another oh. angle. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and because like I think I thought it was interesting like rugby was saying like. You dirty human, Yusuke, how dare you cheat in the dark tournament and, like, random rambling like that. So, I thought it was really interesting that, um, like, he was kind of, like, blatantly calling out Yusuke for something that Yusuke's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, why are you attacking me out of the blue like this? I also like that they established, like, sort of a food chain. Because it's like, this dude was about to whoop Yusuke's ass, gets killed by a guy who whips his ass, who then gets completely murdered by Toguro (laughs) at a much higher level than Yusuke's ever seen him. It's like the predator, like, um, a little predator, like, Oh, like the, like the the predator chain? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like like a tiny fish. Food chain, yeah. Food chain. (laughs) Yeah. a bigger fish. (laughs) It's, It's good times, but yeah, it clearly establishes a... Yeah, Yusuke, you're more powerful than you used to be, but you got some fucking places to go if you want to get anywhere near to that point. Let's get, get, a little, get a little bit there during this episode crunch, but we'll see how far that we can get. But yeah, on top of that, we have a... Uh, was it Dosuki? Dosukoi? No, Doskoi. Because that's like a thing sumo wrestlers say. Doskoi, of course. Of course it is. And just the sumo wrestler guy who just basically dies by the hands of younger Tagoro. Oof, and, that, that one hurt. I was like, ugh, that... It, like, it, he basically, like, punched out his heart, but I was eating something spicy, so I was like, is this what he feels right now, this this heartburn, but, like, a hundred times worse? All it is is heartburn. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, uh, any of you guys ever see Kung Pao with I was fist, thinking that, yeah. Where he's, like, punches out the yeah. it's like, People. Kung Pao enter the fist. It's a really, I love that movie, but it's really bad. It's, it's a parody kung fu movie where a guy literally got the rights to a 70s, uh, kung fu movie called, mm-hmm. like, uh, crane and Tiger or something like that. Crane and Tiger Fist, and just use the footage, put his face on top of the character, and then paid a bunch of dudes in Mexico to recreate the sets in Mexico. Got a bunch of Filipino and Chinese dudes from California to come with him down to Mexico to reenact scenes from the movie so they could edit them. It's it came out the same year as Episode One of Star Wars and won more special effects awards than Star Wars because it had more effects. Wow! Wait, no, it Kung came Pao out in two I think Episode One. You're or thinking, maybe you're Episode thinking, Two. You're episode Two. Yeah, Episode Two. But yeah, it, it like won awards for like more and different special effects than Episode Two because of the stupid shit they had to do to make it look bad. Like an Oscar. <laughs> Nah, uh, probably not an Oscar, but like some other like special effects like awards, like probably on the periphery of like the you know film going award ceremonies. Say what you will about the movie, but I'd I'd watch it. I watched that over episode two any day of the week. Oh yeah, me too. I I must have fell asleep through episode two when I watched that. Episode two's trash, but I yes. Was, I was thinking of Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, Kung Fu Hustle is a good movie. That's, that's, that's a good movie. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I swear that was like from China. Like, <laughs> I want to watch that movie again. Did it's you a great see? Movie. Did you see that cosplayer group on uh, Facebook? No, what? someone posted on Facebook it was like somebody cosplayed that whole thing, the whole the whole gang on that. Oh, the axe gang, nice. It was yeah. pretty legit. Nice, but so, uh, what are you saying? Oh, so the next member. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, right, I thought you were making a point. <laughs> yes, podcast <laughs> is a gorilla or 
<laughs> they said gorilla, but like it was definitely gorilla. I can't. Gorilla. I can't roll my R's, man. I'm just gonna say gorilla. <laughs> so he is also dead, <laughs> but he, while he was still alive and kicking, he was the member who had like a very huge hammer, and he dies at the hand. Of younger Tagoro. It just occurred to me, does he look a lot like the hammer-wielding gorilla from Kirby? You mean Dede? Oh, oh, no, no there's, the, no, the there's explicitly oh, a, there's there's a, a gorilla who has a hammer in in Kirby. Kind of. I thought it was only King Dede who had a hammer. Well, Kirby like, has a hammer, too. Dude, there's um, a mini-boss that has yeah. a hammer, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, he just looks like, hey, what if we took the two main characters of Donkey Kong, a.k.a. Donkey Kong and Mario, and made them one character? <laughs> Don- Donkey Mario? Yes, why not? Donkario? Donkario, that's Donkari. better. That's better. Um, I guess a lot of these characters, though, just die. I actually don't even know if their names are even said. Uh, they say their names at some point. Like, when they're going over the Spirit Warriors, they, like, take the camera and pan it over them, and they're like, uh, Babaki. Yeah. <laughs> gorilla. I got you because I don't remember them ever saying their names in this episode. That's why I was like, the title card, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I watched it in Spanish for this one and did not watch it in any other language because I got lazy this time. But they straight up like just went over their faces and were like, "Gorilla, bye bye." <laughs> like they're going to be important later on. Yeah. <laughs> got gotcha. but... oh, go <laughs> you. I think we're both going to do the same thing. Are you going to say one, two, three, bye bye? Lucky, yeah. Jinx. We're both going to introduce Babaki. We're, we're both the moderators. We're very... We're, uh... uh what's that word? On task. Moderating on task. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, let's... How about we get on task? But uh, Babaki, the uh, the fish face guy, the giant, weir- the giant weirdo, giant fighter weirdo, wielding a trident who dies at the hands of the younger Tagoro. Man, there's a common thread going on with this. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. I, I think that's not... I think that's a traditional Japanese spear, the name of which I can't remember, but it's not a trident. Tridents all point in one direction. Yeah. He has a three-pronged spear. It's the, kind of like a cross with... Sharp edges. Yeah, there's there's a word for it, but I, I forget what it is. But like, yeah, you see a lot of like samurai from like earlier than 1600 using that on horseback. This is one of the first bosses in tournament tactics, which I'm guessing is a it's a GBA, GBA game tactics game that like is widely regarded as bad. Bummer. I was gonna see if I play that afterwards, and then of course Gagaki, which is the the last one, the horseman. Oh, sorry, never mind. No, the, I was like, he's, what are you talking about? Sorry, a, a huge one-horned giant wielding a huge mace. Just the hands of young Tagoro, so he's the guy with the horn and the red hair and the, you know, I noticed a lot of them wearing red, red like spandex going on. Yeah, the other them have like uh, matching speedos. Oh, yeah, oh, speedos. That's what I was looking for. Speedos. Oh, Just oh, a lot of crotch going on this episode. You know what? You got it flaunted if you got it right. <laughs> They're all matching too. <laughs> They'll coordinate. Okay, so I'm gonna wear the red red one. It's like the other two guys just forgot. It's like, oh, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Topaz showed up that day. He's like, do you guys fucking coordinate this? <laughs> you guys are making us look stupid. We're supposed to wear the brown pants today. <laughs> Not the Speedos. But yeah, uh, why don't we uh, move on to episode 34, right? So which is the, the US hell is the percentage of victory and the Japanese title being a desperate battle with a 0.05 chance of winning. That's so specific. <laughs> Very specific. Well, they're fighting a doctor, so he clearly knows what he's doing. He, on the other hand, has a 99.95% chance of winning. <laughs> Y'all hear that six subtraction right there? Yeah. You two man. can learn using Dr. Patrick's... 
Dr. Patrick's trademark methods. Anyways. Don't worry, I don't, I don't put blood ba- backs on people. Blood packs on people to control them. Alright. Yet. Yeah, yeah. We're still figuring that part out. Yeah. Hey, Joe, can you come to my house later? I need to... I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you have to get my... master. You have to get my master sick. I got gotcha. Spoilers. Spoilers. Anyway. All right, so I guess the, the synopsis, Yusuke Kobara and his masked fighter friend participate in a three-on-three battle with Yen, Ryu, and Kai. You know, is it Ryu or Ryo? I heard... saw Ryo. I think it's Ryo. Ryo and Kai of, of Team Ichigaki. As the members of this team are revealed to be humans, they are unwittingly under the control of Dr. Ichikagi. After realizing this, they essentially refuse to fight, and Team Ichikagi gains the upper hand very quickly. Meanwhile, Kurama and Hiei have to deal with two other members of Team Ichigaki, who unleashed this robot, Goddess, was it Goddess Stivai? So there's like eight different pronunciations of this thing. I'm going to call it Gata. No, so the, the, the Japanese one, if we just want to go with like the most agreed upon one, is like Gatasubaru. Gatasubaru. But like, well, yeah, they're like, explicitly, that's based on Gatasubaru. It's like, what are you talking about? But yeah, just go with Gatasubaru. Okay, so giant robot man to attack the two. Alright, so um, so starting off, Kuwabara, we enter Kuwabara having a really bad dream. Bad dream in quotes. He sees a group of people cowering over a man on the floor crying. And essentially, we've realized that it's actually a master of sorts. And he mentioned in the dream the people look a lot like the, Dr. Ichikagi's team. Now, do you guys know if that's maybe a coincidence, probably? Oh, fuck oh, off. Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> you know the answer. But uh, essentially, um, I don't think... Do they... I don't actually. I can't remember. Do they actually show show what's happening with that, or do they just show the they the dream? They kind of show like little clips of like kind of what's going on. It's at first I was just like, mm, it's been a while since I watched this episode, so I was like, I think they progressively yeah. reveal it with each flashback. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it's, uh, it's I, like a little teaser. It's <laughs> like uh, during season four when they have three episodes that are progressive flashbacks, where it's just like you learn more and more as time goes on. Yeah, Even with the first one, if I remember, because I watched this like um. Recently, I think it's like just showing their faces for yeah. the most mm-hmm. part, and it's kind of like um like the old school like it's like their faces are one color and it's like a dark background kind of like swirly I think mm-hmm. if that's what yeah. I I couldn't be wrong and then Kumar wakes up in a cold sweat and <laughs> like and then Yusuke is like just eating breakfast and be like let's God you all tripped up oh yeah <laughs> okay Yusuke and Kumar's banter Yusuke is such a dick to him. <laughs> <laughs> Masculinity is a prison. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, good thing they're friends. Like, he's giving me such an asshole. Yeah, because like, you know, like, I, I just had this weird dream and, like, a legitimately upset, and Yusuke's just eating croissants, being like, you need to chill out, man. Like, <laughs> you're freaking out, man. I think he actually, did he actually say something about yeah. croissants? Having, like, a weird name, but being actually really good. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe he said that in English. I watched this one in Spanish, so I just think he's like, yeah, you need to quit freaking out. Is like all he said. Gosh. And then, uh, and then, as they as they exit the hall, they see their their some guy that looks just like Kuenma, almost some really tall guy with a binky in his mouth with Junior written on his forehead, and they're like, "I wonder who this guy could be. Why does he have Junior carved into his head?" Yes, who who could he be? There's a lot of just you know mysterious people here, but as they find out, it is Kuenma, and he sort of gives them the rundown about what's been going on. Turns out that uh, Kawenma still has Yusuke's egg. You know, the golden one he threw into a fucking house fire. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out that he's actually nurturing, nurturing it over 
been nurturing it subconsciously over the last couple couple weeks, months. Is it depend- I think it's been months, months at this months. point. Because um, yeah. like it's like it was let's, the let's time- try to backtrack. So depending on which version you watched, he was with Genkai for six months yeah. or two months, and then it was two months until the tournament. So at minimum, it has either been four months or eight months. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a big uh, a big gap to get good. Yeah, well, I mean, the level of get good he's done in the past like year have, have been pretty intense. So I, I kind of understand. I mean, he went from, you know, only being able to shoot his spirit gun once a day to being able to climb a mountain with manacles on his feet while an old woman punches him in the chest. That's Big pretty strides. intense. Big yeah. strides, right? Yeah, that's goals, man. Goals. I can't wait to get to that level. Yeah. Like a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> that sound like a fetish. Oh, I really just want Frieza to punch me in the chest while I'm trying to climb a mountain. Oh, yeah. Get those destructive discs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway... But uh, yeah, I think it basically said that Yusuke that it's growing in time, and as mm-hmm. and in time he could use its power, which is kind of vague. As you said, yeah, you can use its the reiki that's being built up inside of it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's almost like they're building up this thing. We'll we'll find out. But uh, Koenma also asked Yusuke about whether or not you know he basically just takes for granted like, oh Yusuke, you have to know Genkai's like secret technique now, right? And Yusuke's like, yeah, <laughs> she didn't teach me it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, he's screwed. <laughs> it's uh, it's sort of weird because in the English version they refer to like three different techniques as the spirit wave. While in the Japanese version they make very clear that each of these are manifestations of the spirit wave, but none of them are literally called like reihado. Uh, that's but, why I was confused. Yeah, it's super confusing in the English version. While in the Japanese version they explicitly make them like a couple different things. I see. Um. And it's interesting because it's hard to tell which one Koenma was referring to. Mm-hmm. I think Koenma is referring to the one that we see used during these episodes, which Yusuke does not know, mm. and not the ones that Yusuke uses in later episodes, which at this time he probably does know. Probably because I'm guessing. Guessing, yeah. That's, that's the best we can do with some of these things, just guess. Yeah. And hope it's right, and if it's not, well, that's the canon's fault. Yeah, the, the one that he does know is Spirit-like Cannonball. It's also interesting to note that while Koenma mentions, oh, is asking Yusuke about if he knows Genkai's ultra technique, Koenma is also looking straight at the masked fighter. Who could they be? (laughs) So, wink wink, we may learn who the masked fighter is soon. She's like, not as if, why don't you teach me this? Oh, no, I, I also like how when Koenma looks at the masked fighter, the masked fighter's eyes are pointing towards Koenma, and then when they look... The mass fighter, whatever person or gender they might be at this point, turns away. There's like, fuck, I, I don't know what's going on. Who are you? It's like your master probably should have taught you that, right? But uh, but moving on a bit, um, we get to we get to Hie and or Hie just chilling in the field, and for some reason Kurama just like is chilling in the trees, like, hey, what's going on, bro? It's like I have issues with my right arm. It's like, and he's like, that sounds like a personal problem to me. <laughs> But uh, essentially, as they're saying that, leopard people show up, and they must fight them. Yeah, like, these dudes are like leopards plus snakes. They're like, hey man, what if we took Chitara from... What if we took Chitara from Thundercats and just made them, like, dudes who look vaguely like uh, Frank Zappa? (laughs) Yeah. Attack of the Cheetah Men. Yes, exactly. Oh my god. I just realized, yeah, that's a really obscure video game for anyone who doesn't know. All right. Not if you watch AVGN. All right, but uh, yeah, that's that was that was a pretty interesting fight. I can't wait to see how that turns out. Yeah, it cuts away. Um, 
something that's interesting is those dudes vaguely look like two of the guys who were in the Metamora flashback, but it's it's unlikely that it's them. It's probably just more like, I can only draw so many characters! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's, they, I think he said later on that they were assistants, so... Yeah, they they could be Doctor Ichigaki's just dudes. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't look like it. they didn't have they didn't have the blood packs on them, did they? So what I always wondered as a kid was like maybe these guys voluntarily decided to stay with Doctor Ichigaki. Like maybe they were the shittier students. But since there's nothing to actually support that, that was just totally like fanon on my part. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he does a lot of experiments, so he'd probably see if we can turn them into leopard people. <laughs> yeah, what if I turn these people into cats? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. What do I do now? Is Dr. Ichigagi secretly a furry? Find out next episode. <laughs> a really quick diversion. Have you guys watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Hell yeah. I watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force. The way that I'm characterizing Dr. Ichigaki makes him sound a lot like Dr. Weird. Just like, yes. yeah, I transformed this. What do I do now? <laughs> but yes. Chop off my head and propel my lifeless body all the way to Phoenix. Yes. Oh my God. Great episode. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they uh, get back to the main tournament stage, and it's revealed that Dr. Ichigaki's team consists of people who vowed to help uh, Dr. Ichigaki sort of as medical experiments because their sensei was dying and they needed 70 million yen to pay for his surgery or treatment. Yeah. They never really say what disease yeah. he has, yeah. what sort of show him like he's like on his, he's like bedridden and everyone's sad and everyone's just like what do we do we don't have health insurance dang health, like health in ki- anime like sometimes they don't they never tell you what they're dying of yeah. like, he has the I'm death sick. disease like, he has like, the oh, plot shoot. he has plot, a fever plot-itis. oh my god Yu Hakusho is very uh, guilty of this because there's someone later in the series it's like he also has plot disease <laughs> Like, but it's the most, it's the strongest plot disease because even guy who has plot ability to cure anything can't cure plot disease. But you'll you'll get there later. Man, the economy must have been awful in Japan in, in the early 90s because 7 million. No, 7D million. 7D million yen. We have That's 700,000 though. Yeah, man. So that's fucking. Just, that's like an average bill here. Like, <laughs> hey. hey. That's the last <laughs> Yeah. Uh. So, you know, they sort of negotiate the uh, conditions of the match, but the mass fighter does an uncommon thing and speaks up and uh, says, I want to do this three on three. You know, like, and you're kind of left to wonder, like, why does the mass fighter decide to talk now? Maybe he yeah. just likes street basketball. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Three on three basketball. Just man. really into, uh, just really into street basketball. So, speaking of, sorry. Speaking of street basketball? Street basketball. When I was a kid. Oh my I... god. <laughs> I didn't understand what street ball really meant. Like, you actually had to play the basketball game. I just thought it was, like, you were running into people. Like, <laughs> I basically, what we did was, like, we're, like, we're playing street ball. I'm like, got it. So I, like, slam, like, my elbow into someone's chest or, like, steal the ball and, like, buck them to the side. Like, so many things about Megan's childhood make more sense now. Megan got into all the brawls on the blacktop. This is oh, a really is important episode on a very special episode of the Yuhak Show. <laughs> Alright, continue with the Yuhak Show. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Dr. Ichigaki decides to look at his calculator, which they don't specify why this is such an advanced tool, but he just runs like very few numbers. He's like, okay, that means we have a 99.95 chance of winning, so yeah, I guess we can do a three on three. Fuck it, <laughs> dude. Like, Haha, got <laughs> he put, he, his calculator is magical. Yeah, I, yeah, I love how he has a demon calculator that has like horns and like electricity <laughs> going between the horns. I'm like, what are you doing? Just to let you know, 
let you know that it ain't a normal calculator. Yeah, he's evil. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like if we got, had cowboy calculators. We had calculators with like ha- cowboy hats on, like a lasso on it out west here. Yeah, and in the back it's just covered in turquoise. It's really good. Yeah, no, really. We have spurs on the back of our calculator. That's essentially what it's like like in Demon World. It's like, do we really have to have it like this so tacky? <laughs> it's imagine like a aesthetic. gift shop. I want more regional calculators. <laughs> we should get the... New York ones just crowded. <laughs> you, you just try to try to type in a number. It's like forget about it. Yeah, no. If you if you don't end up if you don't put in the formula fast enough, it's like next. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But uh, but yeah, uh, they basically start the fight, and of course, uh, Yusuke has some issues with his uh, his gun. Yeah, he. I think he's about to try to blast someone who's about to attack Kuwabara, and then realizes, oh yeah, fuck, I can't fire right now. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, both Kobar and Yusuke are having, like, a lot of issues predicting the movements of, like, all the people they're fighting against, which is kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. they can't sense the energy or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, it's, uh, I mean, we can talk about the mechanics of this later, but, like, something that's very confusing about this is the mass fighter knows that a lot of the things that are flying around them are not real and are just illusions, but isn't clarifying to them, like... Hey, watch out for that one. That one's real. Yeah. <laughs> but like the mask player is like, I, I'll just stay quiet until later when I get to show off my shit. But you guys watch the dub, right? Uh, I, I watched it in I Spanish. I watched the time. Japanese. Yeah, because the Japanese one, I don't know if you noticed that it was like, uh, it, they were saying that they couldn't see the Reiki because the Reiki it was so powerful. Mm. No, they say that, but they don't clarify it yet. Oh, yeah. I see. Like they don't, they don't point out like half of these aren't real. I didn't know that. I always thought that it was, uh, it was like, they just weren't powerful enough, like, you get to build up to it. So, the thing is, uh, the angel chakram, the one that, like, the young-looking, uh, uh, M character throws. M character? Yeah, because they, they call him, like, Machine 5 or whatever. Uh, wait, wait, what does he look like? Is he... Uh, he's the one who looks the like... The orange he has, hair with the yeah. Oh, that, that, that's, 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 like, uh, what's his name? Is that Ryo? No, it's Kai. It's Kai. Oh, Kai. Kai. No, not Kai. It's the, the two letter Na or something. It's, if you it's one around. of the other characters. But yeah. anyways, um, I call him Kidman. Yeah, yes, Kidman. Uh, but he he throws out a bunch of energy discs. But it's later revealed, like only two of those are real. All the others are illusions. Oh, that, that would have been handy if they explained that earlier. Yeah, yeah. But the other two dudes have real powers, but you just can't see them. One guy has like a lightsaber. Well, not a lightsaber. It doesn't cut. He has basically a very big pole that hits people out of the air that you just can't see him using. And then the other guy has an attack that you can totally tell he's doing and that there's no reason to see. Yeah, he's just, like, destroying the earth. It's like, putting a hole in the ground for no reason. Yeah, he does a G Gundam-style shining finger. But, yeah, that's, uh... I thought, I thought for the most part, the, the, the enemies were pretty interesting. I like the... Just the whole concept of Dachi Shigaki's team. Mm-hmm. And they had, I don't know, I thought they were pretty unique. What do you guys think? I think it's pretty cool how coordinated they are because they're like, oh yeah, this is like a case of like machine efficiency. Yeah. So these dudes are doing these like big team up attacks that have like no soul to them, but like look really cool just like as like mechanical choreography. Mm. Like yeah. they do a fucking cheerleading move later, basically. Like yeah, they like, cut yeah, each yeah. other off like shit. I'm just like, wow, y'all did that. <laughs> yeah, you did it. It's, it's just really cool because it just like shows that how roboticized and they're just under the control of the doctor with the blood packs. Oh yeah, so the blood packs are like this extra external organ he's connected to them that like pumps I'm not sure if it's chemicals or nanomachines or like pumps juices. Yeah, pumps juices. juices into their back and like adds to their spine, I guess. Oh, if I remember correctly, basically it pumps kind of like it's directly flowed into their bloodstream into their brain and the electronic pulses 
dictates them. And it's revealed later on in the episode, but basically they're controlled, like, via electronic pulses. And oh, some other okay. That's a significantly less like, anime you, science than I well, thought it was. Yeah, there's some anime sure. science. I think it's, it's like some also, like, demon stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Dr. Chicago would be like, yeah, and there's also some demon stuff, but I won't go into the details. <laughs> It's way too complicated for you mortals. Yeah, in the like in the various versions they call them different things. Like in the Japanese version they just call them blood packs, right? Mm-hmm. Well in the English version they call them like the Veruca. And in the Spanish version they call them fucking Bomba de Indias. <laughs> yeah, which I don't I mean just like that means like the container or straw of the Indias. And I'm just like What? Yeah, alright, that thing. Man, I gotta learn Spanish. Can you give me a crash course joke? Because I think the the, dub, the Spanish dub is really interesting. Now. No, I, I feel I feel it's probably an idiom that I'm just not aware of, and I didn't want to just search like straw from India repeatedly. So yeah, I just left it at that. I gotcha, I gotcha. It's uh, it's interesting stuff, but uh, yeah. I, I guess uh, where are we at right now? I think like one of the things that was interesting is that the mass fighter mentioned that they had met the their enemies even before actually meeting the teen Ichigaki themselves. Like, it's, like, kind of, like, implied, like, oh, what kind of past does this mass fighter have? Does this mass fighter have, yeah. They're, like, I met, yeah, they're the students of a famous, you know, martial arts master, like, Metamora. Weird. How how would the mass fighter know that? Is she, maybe, maybe she is some sort of, uh, some sort of fighter, some sort of teacher, a sensei. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's not that the Reiki from is so strong from the team himself that it's like invisible. Is that like what kind of contributes to the fact that a lot of their attacks are unpredictable? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So they they mentioned this mechanic in Yu Show that they only use twice in the series, where they're like, "Yeah, if you have a significant increase in in Reiki, you can't fucking see it," which is the biggest cop out to make this fight harder until it's not. And then they mention it one more time in one other fight in the entire series. Like, and there's just, like, I don't, I don't understand why they do it, but they do it. It's kind of just to, it's a good way of establishing plot-wise, like, oh, certain characters have powered the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, then during that battle, they cut back to Hiei and Kurama fighting the leopards with the giant robot man. So that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. I kind of liked the robot's stretchy arms, like, pew, like, curving all over the place. Oh, yeah. How would you describe how it looks? I'd say, like, it has, like, the head of one of the aliens from, like, Alien. Yeah. And then otherwise, it's, like... It looks like uh, some of the uh, Xeon uh, mobile suits from, like, original Gundam. A bit, yeah. It reminds me of, um... Kind of reminds me of, uh... You guys, if you guys ever play uh, League of Legends, that uh, Blitzkrieg, he has, like... Oh, yeah, vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. That's sort of the vibe I especially with the Less stretching. friendly, more organic Blitzkrieg. Yes. Yeah. Blitzcrank, I think. Oh yeah, Blitzcrank, that's his name. Yeah, the yeah, robot, yeah. Yeah, yeah the one who fishes people out of bushes and pulls them to their support, death. But uh, that was years ago. Yes. Years uh, but ago. yeah, so Frank Zappa fucking dead. Wait, which one's Frank Zappa? He's the one who, he's the leopard guy who has like the mustache. Oh. Because he, he charges like Kurama and Hiei, which, you know, if you know anything about the series, is probably a mistake, and gets cut into like a million pieces. Alright, pay Frank Zappa. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Good things in life in real life, right? Nope. But uh, Kurama then oh. proceeds to do some uh, pretty cool shit because Hiei gets pinned against a uh, tree 
because he's dodging the uh, Gatasable for a while and tries to sort of support himself on his fucked up hand and realizes like, ow, that hurts, stops for a split second, gets pinned against a tree, and Kurama decides to play leapfrog with the arm that's pinning Hiei and have the other arm hit it out of the way, which uh, becomes important coming up. And then he ends up uh, putting the was the the vine whips inside the robot and killing it. Yeah, pointing out to the demon like, "Yo, dog, uh, you said this thing can't feel what you listed as a cool strength, but it turns out if you can't feel, uh, you're not going to notice that I've just grown an entire plant into your insides." <laughs> and then it dies. So, and then I think my favorite line is the uh, the Kurama like does a hie on it's like, "Obey us or die." <laughs> Oh, a bit no, he doesn't pull a Hiei. That's, that's a Kurama's true original nature. Uh, like, Hiei you. even explicitly says that Kurama at one time was much crueler than he's ever been in his life. Wow. Yeah. Kurama, yeah. when you finally find out more about old Kurama, he's a terrifying guy. I, I imagine I'll be terrified. Just terrifying. Uh, and moving on to the character section, we have M1, which is the orange-haired boy. I... I have the names actually lower, lowered on there. I can't remember what the name I have on there is. It's on the, the last one. Oh, well. We'll uh, get we, to we that point. Later. Yeah, but we I, we don't know their names for now right now. But yeah, the orange-haired teenage boy with the mop of the orange hair. And uh, he can generate basically those razor ring things called the angel chakram. Or angel blades and the angel blades in the Funimation dub. Don't know why they changed that. I mean, probably would sound just as good. Um, because I think a lot of people don't know what chakram are. I gotcha. Yeah. When I hear that, I was like, I think of chakra. So they're actually from the same thing. Uh, oh, really? It's because uh, in Ayurvedic medicine, in Hindu mythology, like uh, chakra, where the cir- so chakra literally means circle or circlet, and it's the spaces in your body where. Uh, bodily and spiritual energy are supposed to gather <clears throat> and so uh there's the dual meaning both of the circle so blade chakram are a form of chakram and chakram in your body which are spiritual gathering points and also are circular in shape yes and are circular uh, in shape wow so if you see uh the way that the uh chakra gates are organized in naruto those are also in alignment with the hindu uh chakra pools all right. <laughs> Interesting. So the next person we have is M2. So he's this older looking gentleman in a Mandarin type suit. Uh, he has a braided ponytail and a mustache, which uh, kind of predates the Gundam's master um, Asia, but postdates uh, Dragon Ball Z's um, Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, he looks he looks like both of them, but that's because they're all based on the same old kung fu movie archetype of like a northern chinese guy that's what i was that's what i was thinking of he looked like tao pai pai i couldn't put my my thumb on. i was like why does that guy look so familiar yeah tao pai pai is the evil version of that archetype mm-hmm. and master asia is the middling version of that archetype and this dude's the good version of that archetype so his weapon is a javelin made out of spirit energy that's invisible um to those with lower spiritual awareness um, it is surprisingly lethal, um, which can be seen with his swing crush or invisible slash attack technique. I think, it, yeah, I think it was um, a pretty interesting character, especially with just the the whole spirit mechanic. And one of the things I thought was interesting how dehumanizing all the names are, like M one, M two, M three. They're not real people; they're just things for him to use. Yeah, I think Ichigaki even refers to them as just machines at this point. Yeah, yeah. well, he uses it to piss off, uh, I think it was this episode, the one afterwards, piss off Yusuke by saying, oh, they're just nothing to me, they're just 
machine. They're just uh, bio experiments. I got some very creepy uh, Get Out vibes from this episode. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh man, you better not take a picture of these dudes because they'll freak out. <laughs> so the la- uh, one of the- we have M three next. So he is a young man with brown hair and a scar right uh, above his right temple, who can shape. Uh, with one or both of his hands, um, an energy ball, which is called the Hound Claw, or in the Funimation dub, the Grizzly Claw, or in the Latin American dub, Gara Dioso. Yeah, just Bear Claw. Bear Claw. <laughs> said Bear Claw in English, you'd be like, ah, donuts. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, that. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> I mean, I would like to battle someone who just threw Bear Claws at me. <laughs> you think of that, but really they're trying to slow you down by getting you fat. <laughs> oh man, the plan worked. <laughs> it took months. So he uses this uh, attack in order to deliver a palm thrust that can shatter the ground or strike opponents' internal organs. Uh, with explosive results. Uh, the last member is M4, which is actually a demon. Um, he's the kind of the leopard lizard hybrid thing um, who attacks Karam and Ye in the forest, and he's dead now. Yeah, he's the Frank Zappa one. Frank's R.I.P. Frank Zappa. M5 is the younger. Uh, tiger lizard demon who commands the huge robot he seems like he's a smarter cookie than m4 <laughs> um he since he prefers to control the robot rather than directly confront her Kram and ea yes he is um he's gonna have some nice uh, quality time with karama <laughs> and ea in a little bit all right all the fun <laughs> Finally, we have the robot itself. It's a uh, we have like five names in this whole like notes about what this robot is called. I thought we just call it Giant Robot Man. Now let's just call him Giant Robot Man. He's a cyborg demon um, that has like literally five names in this document. <laughs> They're all technically official depending on the version of the thing you're watching or reading. I only read some of them, so... Goddess Subal, or Goddess Gatu Subal. Yokoju is another one. Or Spectral Steel Beast. Anyway, he's an early prototype designed by Dr. Ishigaki himself. His entire body is covered in a sort of like hybrid metal that combines steel with living cells. Um, he prevented, Dr. Ishigashi prevented the robot from having the ability to feel any pain or fear. Um, so the robot attacks its opponents by extending its arms, which can actually stop and change direction mid-air in order to track its target. Okay, so you know what the weird thing is? So are they saying that it was a demon converted by Ichigaki or just a robot built? Because if you want to build a robot without pain or fear, that's just building a robot. You know, yeah. that's a very good point, actually. I think it's a robot that he built and incorporated demon cells into, is my guess. Okay, so that way, like, maybe it could have had fear and, yeah. and pain. But, like, a robot doesn't feel, theoretically, yeah. a robot doesn't feel pain or fear. <laughs> I'm just imagining, anyway. I kind of wish Karama had pointed this out, just like, you know, you could have just not given it a brain and then... Yeah. It would have just, you know, not felt any of those, but okay. I mean, like, maybe, maybe all you really had to 
do is just not build the nerves. If you built the brain without the nerves, then it wouldn't feel, right? <laughs> just imagine the dude being like, oh, shit, he could have done that. Oh, my God. Fuck. What am, who am I working for? You know, I think this guy has a medical degree. I think of, like, being lazy. Like, you know, you can make an AI, a smart AI to do that, but just put a, hum- a brain in there, and that's a lot simpler. Why program an entire AI when you just put brain in there? He actually recovered Helen's body and put Helen uh, Helen's brain in there. That's not what happened, but man, that would be great. It was Helen? Uh, Helen was the big monster that ate lions and tigers and is from the Middle East. And, um... That Tagoro punched in half. Oh, that one, yeah. oh Helen. <laughs> Water. Unfortunately named Helen. <laughs> it's like some RoboCop situation. Yes. Uh, is that yeah. confirmed? What do you mean? Oh, no, no, no. RoboCop. It is not RoboCop. Holy shit, that'd be great <laughs> if it was. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so, episode 35, uh, in the U.S., Glimpse Beneath the Mask, and in Japan, the identity of Mask, a beautiful warrior. <laughs> I like how they tell us in the sentence, who is it? It's a beautiful person. <laughs> mask, as in that guy, isn't that the Mask, or Mask as in the... The one movie with... Jim Carrey? God Jim damn Carrey. it. No, not, not no, the other mask. The one with the fucked up face. Jim Carrey? You mean Phantom of the Opera? No, Mask. The, the one guy with the, the, the elephant Titus and like they have the blind chick. The elephant Man? No, not Elephant Man. There's another one. Hey, uh, listeners, if you know the answer to this riddle that we've apparently posted, please send this to us either at our Twitter or our Facebook, because none of us know what the fuck he's talking about. It's You, you never saw a movie, the guy with the... It was like the... Um, Describe the plot. Describe the plot. Basically, there's this kid... It's based off a true story. There's this kid that had a fucked up face and he went to school. Oh, Wonder... Not Wonder, it was called Mask. It was literally just called Mask. If you Google M-A-S-K. Oh, oh, you mean that animated television show no. from the 90s that goes like, Mass Crusaders, working overtime, oh God, fighting crime. that'd be fucked up. Anyways. Uh, it was the guy from, uh, the guy that was placed by, Mario, by um, uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. I can't remember what that kid's name is. I have literally no idea. But anyways... So, something I'm wondering about is I wish we had, like, the actual, like, Japanese title here because I'm wondering what word they used for beautiful. Because I'm a fe- I have a feeling it's probably a word that indicates femininity, but, like, I'm not sure. Oh, instead of just... Instead of just beauty as a concept. Oh, I think... Okay, hold on. It's this guy. I what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, I don't know. What is I this movie? Is it actually, oh, it's called Mask M-A-S-K. Yeah, it's wow. about this kid that actually suffered from some facial deformity. Well, if you guys want to find out more about that, <laughs> listen to our other podcast, Masscast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the synopsis of this episode, uh, the mask fighter saves Yusuke and Kuwabara from direct attacks by Team Ichigaki, later revealed to be a young woman with pink hair, yet her name is still unknown. Ooh, oh, who mystery. is she? Yeah. Kurama and Hiei defeat... Oh my god, we have another spelling for Gatasable. Uh, Gatasable, <laughs> mentioning how Dr. Ichigaki took command of Yen, Ryu... Or Rio, I forget, and Kai using the blood saver. Is that another word for the fucking yeah, the blood saver node as his invention? <laughs> the three shed tears of blood after Kuwabara uses himself as a human shield to bear the combined attacks of the three. Yusuke takes them all on and is able to sense and counter their attacks. Jeez, the Yu Hakusho fandom's got to get some uh, consensus going on here. <laughs> well, I think it's not so much. It's just all these different translations. It's just like. They should have just named the robot, like, G-Robot. Like, the G-Bot? The G-Bot. Oh my god. For some reason, that seems like a character that would have been in Cubics. Uh, Damn. We were making too many references. Deep cut Cubics reference. This is, like, too deep, dude. I actually really like Cubics. 
I was more into Metabots myself. Oh, Metabots was the best. They had a fucking Smash Brothers style game for the GBA. Uh, but anyways. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking Qbert. Wait, what's it? Huh? Cube game where he jumps. That's Qbert, yeah. Yeah, I think Qbert. was a kids WB show. Technically, about... they had two games for it on the game. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> it's pretty lit. The episode begins with, uh, like, basically the boys are still getting their asses kicked. And uh, the mass fighter just, you know, goes around kicking them out of the way of attacks. Because they're like, you guys are going to fucking die if I don't take control of this entire match right now. Just carrying the whole team yeah. on the back. Yeah, the mass fighter, whatever gender they might be, is carrying the entire team. Is it team. obviously a woman? Oh, I guess based on the voice to this point, like we the can voice guess and- that. Yeah. But uh, that's that's sort of the assumption we're running with. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, literally one character is another gender. What age are they? Like, uh, like wasn't Kurama another gender in the... So I asked my cousins, and I was like, "Is Kurama?" And I like, I kind of had to pull a picture. Is was he or you, whatever his name was in the Filipino dub? Was he a woman at first? And they're just like, "I don't remember him being a girl. Like, I only remember him being a boy." I'd have so to, maybe they fixed it. I think they might have fixed it for the yeah. entire series, but I don't know. Wasn't they usually named Kurama Denise and then change it to Dennis? Oh, yeah, I think that's the case. That could yeah. Be a thing, yeah. Like, maybe they just don't remember, because, you know, that came out when they were kids. Yeah, and they might have just had a woman voice her, voice him the whole time anyways. Because, uh-huh. like, I mean, yeah, the uh, Japanese version has a woman voice Kurama the whole time. That's true. Gender's just a concept, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the spectrum of gender on another episode. Uh, but, yeah, so the uh, blood hump slash Bomba de India slash... Slash uh, blood thing. Yeah, slash, slash, the, slash the fucking Veruca are still in control of the kids. And uh, the mass fighter decides to get in the way of another one of these attacks, as they've been doing for like a long time, and gets just completely hit with that hound claw, slammed into the ground, and then shot out of the arena into the fucking stands. And uh, with almost no time between, they just cut to Tagoro with the biggest, most sadistic smile on his face, being like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, is there is there a concept for the ring out in this? Because like I could have sworn half the characters were standing out there for minutes at a time and they just hop back in. So it is completely at both Koto's and the and the direction of the dark tournament committee as to whether it's a 10 second ring out because there are fights that happen during this tournament where Koto counts to 10 and the committee's like that wasn't 10 and the reverse happens too where she's like 5 and they're like check this tape that we brought up and they show like a replay and they're like that was 10 she's just like what the fuck why am I here yeah she's like why why do you have me making any decisions because it turns out I don't (laughs) she's she's the eye candy no that's another character who shows up later I mean Koto is very cute though She's, like, the best. Yes. She's 15, guys. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, is she actually? She is. Oh, she is. no. Um, well, on the wikia. We don't know. Who edits this wikia? Pedophiles. <laughs> actually, Megan did it to make us all look weird. She's like, oh, yeah, you guys think we're being attracted to Kramas weird? Well, how about this? <laughs> Just de-aged everyone by, like, a couple of years. Kramas now 23. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Why Turns you out want? you're the pedophiles. <laughs> But seriously, is that? Did they even say that in the show? Or it's that... probably not in the show. It probably like in Japan, like a lot of anime have like fucking guidebooks that come out. Oh, I was yeah. like, it's like it's true, what type is A? And just yeah, it's like some obscure art book that was in the back of a. Uh, no, usually, it's like uh, within like have... the manga or like yeah. Shonen Jump. The ones yeah. like, on a page. She or, hates like, seafood. Yeah, if they're like a fan favorite character, especially like Kurama or Koto. I don't know if Koto was, but is it Koto? Wait, Koto. Think... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she was. 
popular. No, an- another one of my favorite things is when they localize mangas. <laughs> Oftentimes they take the things about like, oh, what they like eating, and then they have to explain it in a way they didn't in the Japanese run. It's like, they like natto over rice. It's like, natto is fermented soybean. <laughs> it's so good. Why don't they just call it uh, jelly donuts like the yes, rest of them? Yes, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love jelly donuts over rice. Um, <laughs> Did you ever see that post on... Uh, so someone actually made a jelly donut that looked like a rice ball. Oh, was like, was like, was like, I'm done that. with life. It was like it was like someone, they posted that and all of a sudden like see them with a rice ball bites into it, it's a freaking jelly donut. I hate everything. But back to Taguro smiling. He then tells Sakyo things are about to get interesting. <laughs> I just love how like he just looks like he's like I'm having the fucking time of my life because he's like oh that's definitely the strongest member of their team. I want to see what they're about to do. So. Um... The mass fighter, their identity. They yeah, they get onto the stage. Oh yeah, and the, how that happens is basically once the mass fighter is like kicked off stage, Yusuke and Kuwabara are trying to fight the three guys. Yeah, but Kuwabara is like, no, we have to save them. You know, Kuwabara is very idealistic. I gotta be a man. I gotta help these guys. In the process, he just continues to get beat up <laughs> and like. One, I forgot which one was gonna particularly <coughs> hit Kuwabara and like. It's probably the Hound Claw guy, because yeah. that's how uh, Mass Fighter gets rung out. Yeah, and so like, as he's about to get hit, all of a sudden the guy gets kicked, and like, it's like a kind of like the lower angle, so the person looks way taller, and you see like, Kodo's like, oh, the Mask Fighter has returned, or something like that. And it was, yeah, so you finally see who they are. Yeah, so it's like kind of, it shows like a shot where it's like showing the back of the mass fighter's head and then slowly their like turban thing comes <laughs> off and like we see like curly pink hair and turns, and the mass fighter turns around and oh, it is a young woman with curly pink hair and brown eyes. And literally everyone is surprised. Even people who were like, I was betting on it being Genkai are like, yes. who the fuck is that? Yeah. Also, you hear in the background... It's like, I told ya! <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then he owes Kurama like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but they speak and have like a pretty serious voice for someone that young. And George even goes out of the way to say like, I, I thought it was Genkai. And uh, they bother Yusuke and he's like, I also thought it was Genkai. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is the Genkai then? Yeah. Koenma looks like, I think, I don't know if he said anything, but I remember him, they paused on his face, was kind of like, oh shit, it's that person. Yeah, and yeah. That look, I don't know if that was intentional. It was, a, was just kind of like a... Ah, one was perplexed. It was a shot of recognition, but not of who he thought it was going to be. Yeah. He's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so do they explain who this person is? You'll eventually soon? find out. Um, you'll... I'm trying to think of how long it is until you find out. Uh, I think it's like, mm. almost like, uh... Toward the end? Towards the... It's during Urotogi, right? Yeah. So more like closer to where the climax of the tournament is, but not quite there yet. I gotcha. I just want to figure out who... I just like to know who it is. I won't, I won't research it, though. Out. It's both better and worse than who you think it is. Wow. There's a lot of things in New York show that are like that. Um, but yeah, in the Latin American version, for some reason, the mass Fighter has muffled speech when they have the turban on, but also their thought speech is muffled when they have the turban on, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. They're like, yeah, I'm thinking this myself, and it comes out as... <laughs> and I'm like, why would you do this? Maybe the voice actor just got lazy. And it's like, I don't want to remove this, like, 
like muffled thing from my mouth every time I have to speak a line. I'm more than likely they probably just had their hand in front of their face. So it's like, I don't want to stop doing this. My arm is like resting on this thing. Yeah, I'm too close to the microphone. If I move my hand now, I'm going to hit the microphone. So let's just keep going. My arm fell asleep. No, I... No, I kind of wish that there was, like, background uh, footage of, like, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. It's, like, them during the Latin American dub, and they're just wearing the thing. They're like, I can't untie this, because then I'll have to retie this fucking turban. You know how long this took? But, yeah. So, uh, all of a sudden, let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor. Floor! Uh, and the two bodies just hit the floor. Uh, one of the uh, tighter dudes shows up, hits the ground, and so does uh, Gatasable, making a huge thud... And uh, Kurama and Hie anime opening into the into the stadium, just like putting their hands behind their backs and like ah, landing, and then it's just like we're here, bitches. And everyone's like, oh, okay, <laughs> where are you guys? We got held up. Also, it's Steve Austin's theme starts playing. Yes, exactly. But uh, Kurama and Hie basically show up and like explain what the fuck has been going on. They're like, oh yeah, these two dudes were they were trying to kill us. Uh, we found out from them that Metamora is still alive and. Uh, he, uh, apparently Dr. Ichigaki was the one who infected him in the first place, which is a very, like, Victorian novel twist. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh yeah, the doctor's a sham, he's actually the one who made you sick. Well, actually, in, in the Japanese dub, they, didn't, they just said that he cured him, like, they didn't say anything about him making him sick. Uh, oh, okay. Well, it must have been a dub so thing. It, yeah. yeah. Just in both English it, and Spanish. Make yeah. it more dramatic. Yeah. Like, oh, he got him sick and then kept him sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like uh, I did like how he used the words, yeah, we talked to him. It just shows him beating them up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I also like how they implicitly, they're basically like, this guy was cured by herbal medicine. Because, like, they explicitly have Karama be like, I'll find some plants to cure him. It's like, you just cure, he's like, yeah, let me tell you about my homo- homeopathic recipes for AIDS. See, healthcare is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Kurama's this weird anti-vaxxer. He's like, See, nah, I'm... plants are all you need. Just let me put some demon energy in. Homeopathy, son. That's, that, it's all a sham. They're putting, uh, they're putting lead into your blood with those uh, injections, giving you the autism. They're, they're making the frogs gay. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Just, <laughs> Kurama's Alex Jones. It's really sad. I think we need a dub. <laughs> uh, but for the record, is actually really into science. Uh, which is discussed later. So, like, even though he's into herbal medicine, he's probably using actual scientific principles. Holistic medicine—that's Karama's mo. <laughs> and okay. combining both, the best of both worlds. Okay, guys. That's my boo. So, upon hearing the news that Doctor Ichigaki is actually the huge mastermind behind this whole mess, Kubara and Yusuke just get so mad and fired up that they try attacking him but are stopped by the three students and are just basically owned by them. They can't really get past them. And the three students keep on doing like the like very like complex, almost like cheerleader team attacks. Oh. I just slammed my head into something, but yes. Continue. And so um, Karam and he try to go into help Kubara and he and Kubara and Yusuke out, but Koto stops them, saying that they already established the three-on-three rules, and if they do enter, then the whole team, Yermeshi, will be disqualified. Uh, and so it's just Kubara and Yusuke at this point, and the last fighter. Yeah. And I think at some point, Kubara even stops fighting, and he's oh. like, I don't want to attack them, this is so unfair, and he gets, like, massively injured. Yeah, he just, he gets his, his shit wrecked, he just, like, 
kept getting punched and stuff. I don't want to fight you. Snap out of it. And like they just like keep punching him. It's like he like tries to hug him. Oh yeah. And lots his blood thing comes out and just gets thrown out of the arena. I do think it's funny that Kubara, even though he's like a street punk and stuff, is the guy in the crew who is the most of a pacifist. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to fight these guys. I just want to like, fight Yurameshi. Yeah, they have that Goku mentality. A lot of them, or at least Yurameshi and um, uh, Kubara, just like I want to be stronger, but like. I'm a good person at heart. <laughs> like... Quiero ser fuerte. <laughs> um, what was, was it the knife? Knife? Was it the thing? The knife? Don't worry. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, one thing that um, you kind of noticed throughout the past two episodes is that they keep on chanting that all the experiments die, like die, 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 yeah. and like um, later on, like after Kubara is thrown out of the ring and like super injured, they start crying blood. And everything. Mm-hmm. That's and, pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Castlevania, too. <laughs> and they're like, or not die, kill. It was kill. Yeah. It was kill, kill. kill. And they were like, kill, kill, kill. And like, near the end of the episode, it was like, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> kill, yeah. kill us. Yeah. Kill us before we kill you. So, yeah. question. In Japanese and, and English, they both use the same word for all the chants, right? But like with extension, mm-hmm. just like kill, kill, kill versus yeah. like kuros, 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 mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In the Spanish one, they use three different words and it kind of throws it off oh, okay. because they use like uh, defeat, they use destroy, and then they use kill. Uh-huh. And like, I get it, but like it throws off the point of the... The whole kill, kill, kill. Yeah, yeah, the whole point of it being like, oh, each of these are an extension of how they really feel. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, that was a very bad choice on the Spanish dubs part. Yeah, dubs aren't really known for their quality. English or anything hey, else. Hey, the English one. I will stand up for the English Yu Hakusho dub. <laughs> There's a Till I die. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, luckily the mass Spider says that, look, Kubar actually didn't die. They purposely missed, like, a vital organ when they, like, hit him. And, like, because Yusuke's like, now you feel fucking guilty, crying blood and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, Yusuke then finally is able to power up and, like, Genkai makes a note, like, Finally, his emotion. Wait, who makes a note? Oh, <laughs> the masked fighter made a note. Masked fighter. Whoa! I don't know who you're fucking talking about. She's off in some compound in the mountains. That obviously is not Genkai. I'm sorry. Genkai's old as fuck. Yeah, There's I some forgot. Inside job stuff going on here. I will call her. Alex Jones. The masked fighter. Yeah, the masked fighter. <laughs> anyway, since I'll finally use K's. I was on a roll, guys. <laughs> use case powers finally unlocked. Like the emotions helped him in some shit. He be- he he became he became the legend. He the legend, the legendary super superhuman. Superhuman. So, and then um, Ishigaki, um, he takes out his like calculator again, and he's like, <laughs> "The chances of victory are now at cut to fifty. 50- 2.75%. How does this even work? I really want to go back and rewind the footage of him putting stuff in the calculator and see what he's typing that could possibly generate such a complex simulation that he could understand this. I wish that like when you watch it, he's actually just typing in 52%. It's like, oh my god, it's 52%. 52.75. I think a lot of the typing is done with his face facing Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So he's just typing random things and then Not it the turns. Ma- yeah. Not to mention, so he, he probably does the formula in his head. 
That's true. He doesn't need the. He doesn't need no scientific calculator, <laughs> graphing calculator to do a, a derivative of twenty five million eight hundred ninety five x cubed. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he. So uh, okay, so guys, what we got to do is we got to get the shots where the thing is facing us, and then the shots where it's facing away. Reconstruct his hand movements. Try to figure out where on the calculator he was typing, so we can figure out exactly what he typed. If it's fifty two point seven five or whatever, I'm going to die and quit. He <laughs> just spelled out boobies. It's <laughs> he turns the calculator upside down. Favorite thing to do: boobies, and what's the other word you can spell? I don't remember. Boobs. Boobless. <laughs> Boobless. So the final episode for today, episode thirty-six in the U.S. Ambition destroyed, a trial of light versus Japan. Ambition crushed, a baptism by light. <laughs> I love how much more biblical that is. I was about to remark how biblical the first one is, and then we got to baptism. And I'm like, oh fuck, never mind. <laughs> this one's straight out. You know what? Let's do it. Yeah, a Jesus by light. Uh, so, synopsis, uh, the mass fighter uses the spirit wave technique to remove the blood saver node from their bodies, uh, thereby <laughs> defeating them. Dr. Ichigaki transforms himself into a monstrous creature as a last resort to win the battle. However, the, uh, he is quickly bested by an enraged Yusuke. Due to the mechanics of the spirit wave technique, it is realized that En, Ryu, and Kai are able to regain control of their bodies as they make their way back home. Team Urameshi is forced to battle back-to-back with Team Mashotsukai, a group of shadow channelers, uh, much to their chagrin. Uh, there's some chagrin. Is that how you spell that? Yeah. I've never seen it written out before. Yeah, you probably just heard it. Yeah, no worries. I think it's French, uh, which would explain the ch being sh. But uh, yeah, there's some vague errors in there, but we'll cover it through the episode. Hell yeah! So uh, Patrick, I see you have thoughts, but spelled t h o t s. So what are your what are you thoughts? Your uh, thoughts. <laughs> My thoughts. I got a lot of them. But, uh, no. um, yeah, like I said, stop yelling at, at Koto Yusuke. He's just yelling at her a lot. I don't know why he's going to be so rude. <laughs> be nicer to Koto. Seriously, she gets, like, the short of this. Like, she gets people harassing her, stuff thrown at her. Justice for Koto, I swear. You know who's actually kind of nice to Koto? Is it Toguro? Is that his name? I can't remember. The big dude? Oh, I mean, Toguro, uh... The old, the younger... Younger yeah, to grow, to, at one point he said in the earlier, like the first episode we talked about, he was just like, "Oh, it's going to be more hassle for you if you don't let this happen or something like that." Oh yeah, so when like, he, yeah, he was like, "Be that's a threat, actually, yeah. guys." Yeah. <laughs> that's not nice. That's a threat. That's, that's the opposite. I, like, I took it. I took it as like, like I don't know why I took it this way, but I took it as like he was trying to like help her out. <laughs> Wait, I think we went too far. This is like this is for the last episode. Yeah, no, we're on the last episode. This is the last episode, is it? Yeah. Yeah, we're on 36. Oh, wow, man. Yeah, these episodes kind of blend together into like a little mini movie. It's because it's all the same title. Yeah, (laughs) because there's no round definitions. Why don't we talk about the last part with the hood? The the guys, that team popping up. Oh, no, they show up at the end of this. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Patrick's high. (laughs) No, 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 wait. No, wait. This is kind of messed up because I... Okay, never mind. I think so at the beginning, I, I put they... them wrong. That should have been reversed. That's why I was like, "Wait, this has happened before that." Okay. So I want to talk about it after they show up. Oh, we, I mean, we, we haven't hit the discussion yet for this. That's y- why I'm confused. Yeah, it's, it's later. It's later. We're good. We're good. I got you. Uh, let's yeah. go back to that afterwards because that's what I was planning on doing. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Behind so, the scenes. So we the episode starts out with Yusei just being really fired up about. Um, Everything that's been happening, and so his spirit level rises with his with his anger. He's able to teleport, basically teleport in front of like one of the 
the fighters and completely decks them. It's entirely personal, kid. Yes, it, it got way too personal. So you, you actually have to take a shot now. But oh god, no, not again. <laughs> I got the hot sauce. Oh no! Oh yeah, no. the hot sauce we is the still ingredients here. here. Yeah, he died that last no episode. Was... Oh god. So uh, Yusuke is about to literally kill all these dudes. Uh, to which the mass fighter is like, "Hey, uh, maybe let me do something instead." Presumably to non-fatally deal with them. But uh, they proceed to then make a tornado of their spirit energy. Uh, and the three of them try to attack the mass Fighter all at the same time. To which uh, the mass Fighter... I guess I can start saying she. Uh, to which she expands a large bubble it's of spirit energy. the mass Fighter. Yeah, the mass Fighter. Uh, and they all fall onto the bubble and are basically paralyzed in place. Sort of like crucified onto it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Eva, ah, Eva vibes. More references. Yes, the baptism of light is occurring right now. Is this Eva, dude? Yes. My favorite part of the baptism of light is where the mass fighter just yells, like, a bunch of, like, random stuff, and then says, Shuno Ken, jumps up and stabs That's each of them in the yeah. heart with their fingers. It's just like, I thought you were gonna non-fatally deal with them, but I guess, I guess that's how you roll. She's just giving them a tap on the heart. She's giving them a heart to heart. She's like a boop. <laughs> yes, and by heart to heart, I mean by each one, each each other's hearts. So uh, the Verukas or blood packs or Bomba de Indias instantly explode off each of their backs, and their spirit energy disappears entirely. And they die. Yeah, they hundred percent die. They're for sure dead. No pulse needs to be checked. They're dead. So with the fighters completely out, uh, Team Yermeshi wins. Ooh. Can't believe they killed them so hard. Yeah, Yusuke basically says, why the fuck did you stop me if you were going to kill them? And the mass fighter doesn't go out of the way to be like, I didn't kill them. They're just like, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know. No, they're definitely (laughs) dead. Things. Yeah, no. Things things happen. Grow up, dog. Things happen for a reason. Sometimes people need to die. Yeah. So, um, while all this is going on, um, he and Kurama actually help save the master Metamura. Who is, I guess, saved. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, because uh, they saved him and he asks about the whereabouts and finds him. Oh, of, the, of his students? Yeah, just asked like, them. so where are my, uh, where are my students? Oh, oh, that, that, that. They asked. But, yes. Yes, and uh, the doctor basically gets really salty and he injects himself and becomes the monster right right after they announced that they won. So I don't know why he's trying to fight them still. Yeah, I he mean. Lost. He's a loser. They kind of established in the Dark Tournament, like, Whoever, like, survives the battle is the real winner, regardless of what the rules say. It's literally only Team Yurameshi who tries to follow the rules ever. Everyone else is just like, if we just fucking kill him, it's all good. Just, like, assassinate him. Well, they can't compete if they're dead. I mean, yeah, that's... It's true. It's true. Dark tournament, dog. It's like some, some messed up tournament. You don't... Like, I don't even know why they... It's not called the light tournament. <laughs> the baptism of light tournament. <laughs> just they kill each other with, like, just... Meet them outside of their their apartments, blow them up or something. <laughs> this is my favorite sort of tournament. Um, so Yusuke stops Hiei, who's about to take on Dr. Ichigaki himself, because, like, you know, Hiei is pissed off and has wanted to fight this entire time. He's like, if that dude's already breaking the rules, then fuck it, let me fucking kill this guy. Like, I have no, a fucking knife. <laughs> I must do this, this is personal. Yeah, I mean, Yusuke effectively does say this is personal, I want to do this myself. Kid. Yes, God damn it. Um, and he uh, proceeds to beat the shit out of the dude, uh... Dr. Ichigaki, through his devil steroids or whatever the fuck they are, has gotten stretchy arms in the manner of Gatasable and is probably also equally very tough now, but Yusuke just, like, 
Shoryukens him into the sky. He like makes shouts out to all his bros that fell. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hannah, please tell us your story about this. Oh wait. Which one? Oh, it's like well, Morris's reaction. Oh, basically you Kay's like yelling, and this is for being kicking my ass like Kumafara's ass when you try to save you. And like Kumafara it shoots the pants of Kumafara and he's like Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was only in the English version. Yeah. Right? No, no, it was in a, it was in the Japanese. I thought in oh, Japanese, okay. I thought in Japanese it was there, but it was more subtle, just like thanks or something. No, like that. Oh, oh, oh you, I thought you meant the shout. So yeah, no, he didn't say thanks for the shout. He was like thanks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah the like, English version's like thanks for the yeah, shout out, bro. Like and subscribe for more content. I I love these cases from that because it's like you know it really shows just how much this fight has affected him. Mm. It's like he he's pissed off. Like this is for like the. This is for, like, tricking the through the guys. This is for beating up my bro. This is for just pissing me off. <laughs> so, uh, this is like a JoJo Bizarre Adventure spoiler, but, you know, we're full of that. Uh, there's definitely a similar line in part three when he's like, oh yeah, and this last punch is for pissing me off. Oh, the, the receipt thing is like, here's your receipt. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, That was pretty legit. Y'all need to, anyone who likes shonen anime needs to watch JoJo at some point because it's so fucking influential. Who Was it... I can't remember. It was Dana, Dana Steele, right? Or Steely Dan? I think he does it both to Steely Dan and to Dio. Okay, because I thought it was Steely... Or Dan of Steele on the dub. I saw, yeah. So that's probably the best name. Dan of Steele or, or, or Worst Company. Yes. Um, but, so, you know, after this, everyone's kind of celebrating. Dr. Ichigaki flies into the sky and then lands in the stadium. They don't check if he's dead. They're just like, well, we assume he's dead. They assume a lot of they, deaths in this. There's a yeah. lot of assumptions here. Is, is this a, is this a shonen thing where everyone's assumed oh. dead? Oh, yes. yeah, that way you can bring him back. No yeah. one checks anyone's pulses. But even when, like, they do check, it's usually like, hey, we brought him back. So- By herbs. <laughs> <laughs> Kurama just shows up, his eyes are just really red, and it's like, we brought him back! <laughs> Wrong herbs, Kurama. Oh, Not sorry. To me. But, uh, anyways, so, uh, it turns out the three students are not dead, uh, and the mass fighter reveals, like, oh yeah, the technique I did only removes the evil from good hearts. And so, basically, they try to explain, like, if they had been evil at all, they would have fucking died. It's like, so you kind of actually did sort of attempt to murder them. It's like, I mean, I did stab them in the heart, so... What do you expect? Uh, but they, uh, they're just like, it turned out they passed my test. I like how no one's just like, but what if they didn't? <laughs> well, then they didn't deserve to live. Yeah. Jesus. Um, what's interesting is they then have like a thought speech from the mass fighter. They're like, I haven't used that in 20 years. And it's just like, how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, a baby. La- like, mass fighter was a baby last time they used well, Shunoken. Well, Kuanma is a baby, but he's like a thousand years old. That's true. How That's old true. are you? Uh, but yeah, Kuwabara is like really fucked up. He's grateful that they're not dead, but he's like on the ground, like all beat up and shit. And you're like, oh yeah, you know, if uh, if there's medical staff here, they'll surely attend to Kuwabara. It yeah. will definitely be Kuwabara they got to, no one else. But uh, yeah, uh, Kai, you know, the uh, hound claw, bear claw, that dude, dude uh, shows up. You know, the jacked one, he shows up. Yeah, the jacked one who in the flashback is wearing a sick tracksuit. 
shows up and he's like, hey guys, could I join your team seeing as how Kuwabara is all fucked up? He's like, no, get out of here, kid. No. <laughs> I think they do effectively say, like, you're only allowed to have a sixth person join yeah. if, like, your member's fucking dead. Yeah, they, that's basically what he said. He's like, yeah, we let... It'd be fine, but it's like, it's literally against the rules. The only way you can join is if Kurobara dies, and he doesn't seem like he's going to die There's so soon. many rules for this underground CD tournament yeah, that no one follows. I kind of wish Kai had just taken a pillow and started to smother Kurobara. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. And he's like, oh, sorry, yeah, see you guys later. I'll attend to Metamora. <laughs> I got the pillows. Yeah, I really, yeah, this is, uh... Pretty scary though when the then the mass the mass fire she said she's a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I think it's a little bit later, but um, essentially before that they said they basically said, all right third round start go. And it's like wait what? Yeah. yeah. Half the team's like knocked out. Like uh, like I said, uh, the masked fighter is a lot weaker. Like I said, oh man, I'm really weak. Uh, Yusuke is like beat up. Mm-hmm. Kuo Bar is like on the ground like. Yeah. Like, he has lost control of his arm. Yeah, Man, think, everyone's all messed up. Yeah, I think it's like a establisher in a, one of the earlier episodes we watched that they basically arranged the tournament so that you, that team or she would be doing back to back fights, and they'd have the most fights. So like yeah. they're at the end of that that specific bracket where they have to defeat every single person. Yeah. So you're about to see, uh, you know, the song that we've listened to ten trillion times, uh, struggle, uh, struggle of sadness. It's about to be played five times in a row. Just spoilers. <laughs> Struggles of steps. And it like starts over again, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't continue on. Yeah, it just starts yeah. over. The it same is... part of that same dun, song. Dun 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 Yeah, the next episode should just the next episode of our show should just be titled The Struggles of Sadness. <laughs> Too many struggles. Yes. Too many sadness. Uh but yeah, so speaking of the next round, uh the third round starts immediately. Uh and a tornado just shows up. You know, this is the second tornado they've shown in this in this singular episode, and out of it, the Ku Klux Klan shows up. No, the Black Klansmen. Yeah. Ah, yes, famous Spike Lee movie shows up in the middle of this movie. Uh, it's like it's like I don't think that's the movie you're talking think Ky- of. Kylo Ren is here to tell you all about being Jewish and Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. Um, but anyways, what actually happens is a, a bunch of dudes in black masks, uh, black robes, show up. Uh, I think in an earlier episode we discussed uh, this specific trope in Japanese pop culture regarding like the Klansmen-like outfits that are normally associated with the mystical and fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. But in this one, uh, do they reveal more about the team or are they just like, it's Team Macho? I think they it, just it, say it's Team Macho. Yeah, that's literally this appearance like, oh yeah, we're wearing robes that are slightly maybe offensive in America. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they had said that. I think it's slightly maybe offensive. I like, say, if they if they had the opposite color scheme, then it would definitely be high key. High key. Imagine like, if they showed up in plain white robes. I wouldn't put it past Japanese anime, especially from the nineties. We left our swastikas at home. <laughs> Actually, it just occurred to me there is like yeah, one person of color on the team too. He's debatably I'm Asian or it. Latino. Oh boy. I mean, they did have that one guy with the swastika on the forehead earlier in the show. Yeah. Oh, yep, there they are. Really? One of them has a cross on his, on his head. Yeah, it's it's like a... They, they each all, have a symbol? Or? Yeah, they you all, each have symbols that... I don't know if it's supposed to be just for fun or it shows... To identify each other, I think. So, is the guy in the center Risho without explaining who that is? Because, um, like, I know Risho is, like, the tallest, but I don't remember him being buff. Maybe he's just draped in a fucking tent. I think it's just shoulder pads. 
pads. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the shoulder pads. Like, yeah. these shoulder pads go at least, like, ten feet for each person. <laughs> like, they're intense. So you think this is, like... That probably female character. Jin, Gamma... I think that... That's... Toya, right? Oh, you think the shortest one's Toya? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Cause... You guys are good with names, because... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I finally realized what I think they look like besides that. They kind of look like the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, yeah, kind of. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do a little bit. Heaven's Gate. Oh, God. Oh, Heaven's actually, yeah, this, this is definitely Toya given the shoulder pad now the that I think about it. The purple color gives it away. Yeah, the purple Heaven's color of the shoulder pad. This, so this is probably Jin. Yeah! Anyway. I'm liking how you point out the people and this is an audio podcast. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll guess. Um... I do think they do mention, quote-unquote, the, the shinobi of Asura as, like, one of the titles for them. So, yeah, the, the shadow figures of the demon world. Uh, I think Asura is, like, a Hindu and therefore also early Buddhist mythological term to describe a layer of hell. And so these guys are seen as the ninjas from that realm. So, wait, you said hell has layers? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an onion. So, is hell Shrek? Yeah, Shrek. Like, Shrek is hell. Basically, yeah. that's why they, they keep on having hell. like sequels upon sequels upon. Uh, I think they, they calm down on that. I think. Well, you see, oh, the Shrek. demon world is uh, uh, it's a tunnel that's infinitely long and has multiple layers, and uh, each one is a level of Shrek. And you oh keep my going... god, it's a sequel by sequel of Shrek. The lower you go, the later the sequel. Yes, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, actually, this next round. Uh, just sort of like preview for next uh, episode. This next round is one of my favorites in the entire series. Like I really love some of the characters that show up here. And uh, just a little bit of foreshadowing: Kurama is the only character right now who is in okay fighting shape. Yeah. So that should probably indicate to you a lot of what's going to happen. Oh, I think I remember this episode now that I think about it. Uh, Kurama does a lot of the work in this coming round because he's the only one who's not beat to shit right now. Next week, the girls take over. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that had been an awesome episode. They just, like, wreck everybody. <laughs> I like Everybody's... how Jim Scott's serious. Is like, no, I'm, I'm, I just don't know what you mean. Like, like they, like, like, uh... Oh, you mean, like, the girls in the show? I was talking about oh, oh, and oh. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I was, like, I was confused about what... I mean, I, was, I, would, I, be, like, I would be totally down for, like, Shizuru and Botan like and Keiko just going down and kicking ass. That's what, I mean, that's that's what Shizuru do. do. I wish Shizuru had, like, like, some martial arts training. Well, the thing is that they said she has a strong spirit, spiritual, uh... Yeah, but she's just there to make comments and be snarky. Shizuru looks like she's the kind of gal who would have, like, a swishblade in her purse. Be like, you're trying to fuck with me right now. I don't even think she'd be that agitated. She'd just be like, I mean, come on. Like, she'd just be holding it, like, very calmly. It's like, I mean, if you want to. Like, run into it down, please. (laughs) Let's rumble. Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, but uh, I hope you guys are uh, ready for the next episode. And uh, thank you very much for listening to the Yu Yu Show. Your support means all three worlds to us, human, demon, and spirit. I fucked that up, but you get the idea. Uh, please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat on our Facebook at The Yu Hawk Show with two O's, and at our Twitter at The Yu Hawk Show, spelled normally. Uh, tune in for next episode when we finally get to talk about round three of the Dark Tournament, Team, Ur- uh, Team Urameshi versus Team Macho. Bye. Nighting, nighting, oh, so it's cute as
Yeah.